Hello, everybody, and welcome back into Off the Boards. I am one of your hosts, Josh. That is Ryan over there in the corner. We are Ethanless today again. Unfortunately, Ethan's got some shit going on. He's got to do an an, uh, 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 an exam tomorrow morning, so he's like, I'm just going to take the night off. That's fine, whatever. We love talking hockey anyway. It's unfortunate we're without Ethan today, but we'll we'll survive. We'll, we'll make it work, me and Ryan, as long as me and Ryan don't start yelling at each other over our differing opinions. I'm sure we'll be nah, fine. We'll, even if we do that, it'll be great. Well, it worked out last time. Yeah. So, right. um, the standings, quite different than they were last week. Painfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They uh, are. The one thing that stays the same are the halves are still at the bottom. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're working our way up. We're working we're our way trying. Uh, I also just want to say there are still, what is it, three undefeated teams? Four. Four yep. undefeated teams, so... The Blues, the Panthers, Hurricanes, and Oilers. Ryan, real quick, who do you think is going to yeah. be the last one? Oh, oh, like the Panthers might have some things happening, so I feel like we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. Uh, we'll get the stuff in Chicago. Uh, the Hurricanes, I don't want to be the Hurricanes, just because, you know, I don't want to be the Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah, right. Uh, the Blues, they've got some guys on COVID IR. I know Saw and O'Reilly are on COVID IR right now, so mm-hmm. uh, can't see it being them. And at least the Oilers, Car McDavid. I'm going with the Oilers. Yeah, like a bold the, pick, I, but uh, I go with the Oilers too. I, you know, I, yeah. I don't, want, I don't want to jump on this already, but since I brought up Carolina, I'm going to do it. Fuck David Ayers. You want to know what they did the other night? They fucking yeah. had him doing the fucking horn when they scored. And I'm like, are you, yeah. are, are we just some kind of fucking joke to you? You fucking asshole. Like, fuck that yeah. guy. That guy's a fucking dork. Don't you realize that's the first time he has a played? Yes, since the David Ayers game. I try, right. As a Leafs fan, trust me. I'm well aware that that was the first game we had fucking played. I know. I know, man. I was, I, I, buddy. Trust me, it was everywhere yesterday. All over Twitter, all over, everyone was sending me shit. I'm like, uh-huh. fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. All of you. All of you. Like, fuck you. Like, it's stupid. What'd you, what'd you think of the final score? I think that my defense is leaving Jack Campbell fucking hanging to dry every fucking game. Jack Campbell, over yeah. the past two games, Hurricanes and Pens, has let in two goals that were his fault. Every other fucking goal, man, he's been left out to dry. Our defense is shit right now i don't know why and our offense doesn't look any better and now mitch marner lost a tooth so not only does he not look good on the ice he doesn't look good at all anymore yeah well it's true but yeah well, he... it was it was 4-1 yeah I, ryan i i i know it's 4-1 i i i was <laughs> i i watched some of the game i watched carolina score their third goal and i said fuck this what was sam yeah. doing you look like a fucking pylon bud like i was like holy fuck you know, it pains me to wear this Leaf hat today. And as you can see, I'm not wearing my jersey anymore. I am I am not confident in the Leafs right now. Um, yeah, I, Leafs 2-4-1 you know, right now. Fuck it. Nah. We're, talking, we're fucking talking about the Leafs. I, I don't care. Right. I'm mad. Okay. This fucking team is ruining my life. Steve Daniels said it best. And his fucking book is literally called that. This team is stupid, man. Every fucking year. Every fucking year at the end of the season, everyone's like, ah, oh, the Leafs are bad. I'm like, fuck the Leafs. I'm not cheering for them again. And then some, like, I saw a TikTok and it's like, but what if this is finally the year? And I'm like, all right, son of a bitch. I'm back in. But I fucking hate this fucking team, man. Like, honestly, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, 
I know why we lost last night, because Austin Matthews scored his 200th career goal, and the Leafs can never win when something big happens like that. Lose the David Ayers game, lose the game where the guy scores four fucking goals in his fucking career, like his first game. Like, of course, yeah. you're going to... The Leafs lose every fucking big game we've ever been put in, and it's stupid. And it's like, wow, they aren't learning anything. Like, they literally haven't improved at all. At all. And it's like, I'm like, dude, what are we fucking... Like, it looks like the Leafs have taken a step back. <clears throat> Ryan, I want to put this into perspective for you. The Leafs have have three players right now currently who have played more than three games who are plus players. Everyone else on the roster is a minus player. And the worst player plus minus wise is Justin Hall and Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin is minus seven. Justin Hall is minus six. Like, okay. this is tough. Hey, John, to I ask who are the three, who are the three players that are plus are positive right now. Uh, Michael Amadello plus one. Morgan Riley plus one, and somehow Travis Dermott is plus one. Mm. All right. Which doesn't make any sense to me because his line mate Rasmus Sandin is minus three, and uh, Morgan Riley's line mate TJ Brody is minus two. Anyways, Andre Casse, David Comp, both minus five. Marner and Tavares are both minus four. Nick Ritchie's minus three. Same thing with Envol, Sandin, and Matthews. Like it's it's like. They look abysmal. It's bad when Jason Spezza looks like the best player on your team. That fucking guy is making league minimum and is essentially a player coach. But the Leafs are so fucking bad that Jason Spezza looks like the best goddamn fucking player on the ice every night and is currently tied for second most points on the Leafs with four and is leading the team in goals at three. William Elander is technically... William Nylander is technically... Sorry. We, no, we we need to score. We need to fucking yeah, score. Will, William Nylander is still leading this team in points with five in seven games. And the problem is, uh, we have no backup goaltending because Morazic is hurt and Hutchison's fucking dog tier. And yeah. Jake Jack Campbell, the past two games against Pittsburgh and last night, has fucking got left out to dry. Like, I can't blame Jack because he's still got a fucking 239 somehow and a 915. It's not Jack's fault that he's getting hung up to drive every night, but holy fuck, man, this team needs to find some offense. Like right now, yeah. the Leafs have the Leafs have scored thirteen goals. Our opponents have scored twenty three. We are being outscored by fucking ten right now. This is atrocious. You want to know what our team shooting percentage is, Ryan? Seven games. Why wow, you guys played seven games already? Mm-hmm. And you want to know uh, what our team what our team shooting percentage is? What's there? Five and a half. No. Our opponents are 10.8. Our opponents... You're my leg. No, I'm serious. Our shooting percentage of the team is 5.3. 5.5. 32. We've taken two... Lord. Yeah, we have taken 235 shots. We have scored 10. 13. Sorry, we've scored 13 of those. Our face-off percentage is okay, but everything else is fucking atrocious, man. Like, I... Yeah, you guys definitely need to start getting scoring from your big four. I know Matt scored last night, but, like... You need Look, we weren't destined to win that game from the beginning. You want to know why, Ryan? That what? was game. That was game seven. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't win game seven. I knew we were going to lose that game before the puck dropped last night, especially when I saw that David Ayers was there. I'm like, no, we're fucked. That's it. We're done. That's. I fucking hate this team. Like, I just, I don't understand. Because Nylander's looked okay. Michael Bunting has looked surprisingly good. The guy has four points in seven games. Tavares has looked like shit. Uh... 
Austin, or Mitch Marner looks like he's fucking like he forgot how to play hockey. Like he doesn't care anymore. Like, you know, my father said last night that his dad always used to say you shouldn't pay the players because when you start paying them, they all lose their love of the game. Like if Mitch Marner doesn't want to play hockey anymore, then fucking retire, man. Like you look terrible. Like I, I, just, wow. I don't get it. Dude, I'm, I'm not even kidding. And it hurts me to say it because I do like Mitch Marner, but like, man, like what are you fucking doing? Like, you're out there on the ice every night, you look like shit, you play like shit, you look like you're skating around, you don't know how to fucking play hockey anymore. Like, it's 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 tough. It's hard to be a Leafs fan, because I want to like this team. I like a lot of the players on this team. I like the offense, I like the defense. In my head, and I like our goaltending. In my head, this team should be performing way better than it is right now. But the fact that we've only scored 13 goals in 7 games is fucking atrocious. Yeah. Like, we are lucky to be 2-4-1 right now. Honestly, we should be 0-7. Like, don't say something, things like that, Josh. You don't, want, you don't want it to happen. It ain't fun. It ain't fun. No, I know it's probably not fun, but honestly, Ryan, my team is so, playing so shit right now, I wouldn't be surprised if we were 0-7. Like, if that, had, if that had been, like, the least stat line, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are 0-7. I'd be like, yeah, no, that sounds about right to me, because we're fucking bad. Like, I... What, I, what do you think... <laughs> management needs to do do you think a trade of one of the big four the problem is the Leafs are going to make a trade it's not one of the big four the problem is the Leafs are making a trade it's morgan riley if you're going to lose the guy at the end of the year for absolutely nothing you need to recuperate assets for him and if we're going to make a splash trade for something he's got it he's got to go and it hurts me to say it because he's been the best fucking guy out on the ice so far this year defense wise and it's just like we don't have any other fucking option, honestly. But if you're if you're looking just to mix things up, just change something, kick you guys guys into gear. Do you mm-hmm. consider trading a big four yeah. for maybe another impact player? But just you need to change something. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, the guy who has a no move clause right now that I would love to move, and that would be JT. JT really? is yeah. JT. JT has looked really fucking bad, man. Like, even, the beginning of last year, he looked like shit. He only came into his own, like, 25 games left in the year, which, granted, was, like, half the season. But, like, still. And then he, when he was when we went into the playoffs, he was actually on fire, and then he got fucking railed in game one and fucking couldn't play anymore. And I'm like, okay, that's shitty. But, like, it's just... I, I, I don't understand this team. I really don't. I do believe that Dubas, this is his last year. If du- if they don't get out of, the- by God, if they f- if this fucking ragtag team of misfits, which I'm, I'm in a month, I'll be calling them gods. I know it, but right now, at the end of the year, if the Leafs don't make it out of the first round, Dubas is fired. Keith's probably getting fired, even though he has a two-year extension right now. You normally get the chance to rebuild a team once. You don't normally get a second chance. Dubas is gonna be gone. Uh, the Leafs are going to start cleaning house, and I'm going to be sitting here tearing down all these fucking posters off my wall. And yeah. so it's going to it's gonna be fucking tough, man, because it's just... It, it's frustrating being a Leafs fan. It really is, because every year you think that you're making progress, and then it turns out that you're not making any progress, and honestly, you look worse than you did last year. I don't know if that's going to change when Peter Morazic comes back. I don't know what needs to change. I know that our defense has looked atrocious, 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 why can't I say atrocious all of a sudden? Jake Muzzin also has looked exceptionally bad, which is surprising because he normally plays like the most solid defensive role on the team, and he's looked pretty bad all year. This team is frustrating the shit out of me, and I be honest with you, I haven't watched a game since fucking game three because I just I can't. 
I'm, it pains me as a Leafs fan to have to watch games. We got our ass kicked by the Sharks. We are at, Yeah, because I have no confidence in this team right now. We are ass kicked by the Sharks, who are a good team. We are ass kicked by the Pens, who apparently are a good team. And we got our fucking shit kicked in by the Hurricanes, who I knew were a good team. But, like, the problem is... You want to know what the worst, the worst fucking part of this is? You know who the goalie was on the other side of the fucking rink last night? I do. Freddie Anderson. Yep. You want to know, and you want to know how Freddie Anderson looked? Really fucking good. But the other problem is, if that was Anderson on the Leafs, I bet you he wouldn't have even made it to fucking game fucking seven. He would have been hurt already. That's beyond the point. Yeah. The Leafs. The pro the other problem is everyone I've talked to, I've read hockey Twitter, and I did watch a period last night. From everything I've been reading, everything I've been hearing, is the Leafs try for one period. They're starting the games on time. They try for the first period. After that, they're done. They're done. That's it. It's over. They fucking stop carrying, they stop trying. Like, the game against Pittsburgh. We got out of the first period, I think it was tied 1-1, and then we got out of the second, it was 5-1 all of a sudden, and I'm like, oh well what the f we're fucked. We're absolutely fucked. And then last night, same thing. It took 10 minutes in the second period for us to register one shot. Wow. It was bad. I that stopped watching. It is I... pretty brutal. Right. Yep. Well, we should uh, maybe pivot a bit from that. You did mention the game against the Sharks, who have been, uh, who are currently 4-1. and one. Mm -hmm. Great start to the season for them. Uh, Eric Carlson, I called you crazy when you made that prediction, uh, currently has uh, six points. Two goals, four assists, five games. Ryan, he's 68 points away from getting to 74. That, that's a lot of points. But Ryan, points. but Ryan, right now, he's above a point per game. You're right. He, he, also, had, he also had three points against the Habs. He, he did. He did score three points against the Habs. We did get blown up with them. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I want to say about that. Um, I love Eric Carlson. Like, and the crazy thing is, like, I, I watched the Sharks game. I don't know mm -hmm. if you watched the Sharks game against the Leafs. Uh, no, I don't think. Oh, I, when was it? It was on Friday. I watched some of it. When they started to get down a bunch, I stopped watching because I'm like, this is tough. Yeah. I mean, they've looked good. Like, yeah. especially some of the young guns. Uh, Jonathan Dalene uh, is pretty good. Uh, Myers are good. You know, uh, Jasper Weatherby even. Like, their goaltending is fucking surprisingly okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, James Reimer through two games has a 9 8. And it's yeah. against the 6 5. Like, yeah. Do you want to know why that doesn't surprise me? What? Because James Reimer is a good fucking goalie. I yeah. like James Reimer. Like, the, dude, the dude's a good goalie, and like. The Sharks have a good team. The reason that they've fucking been atrocious the past two years is internal locker room fighting, and Martin Jones can't stop a fucking beach ball. Like, yeah. sure. those those right. are the issues. Yeah. Um, moving on from the Sharks, though, we also uh, mentioned Pittsburgh, where you guys lost 7-1. They put up a fucking touchdown. You want to um, know? Hey, Ryan, Ryan hold, hold on. Real quick. Yeah. You, know what's, you know what's a pretty good power play line? Probably, probably an Olympic caliber line, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Prust, oh. Chris Letang. Sure. And uh, I can't remember who the other guy that's out. Jeff Carter? Oh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Carter. Carter. Je yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's who it was, Jeff Carter. You want to know... Great power play. Yeah, you want to know what's funny about those five players? What? What's that? 
none of them played against the Leafs on Saturday. And the Pens still scored seven goals. Yeah, first line And people center, ask me. What the fuck oh, is his name? Rodriguez. It's Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> Evan Rodriguez. Funny story. Actually, was on the Leafs for ten minutes. Really? Yeah. You want to know who else looked really good for the Penguins so far? Rookie. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Rookie Drew O'Connor. Oh, yeah? Drew O'Connor so far through four games is five points, three goals, and two assists. He's plus six. He's only taken two penalty or one penalty. He is uh his shot percentage currently is twenty-seven point three. He has suited up in 14 NHL games so far, and uh, his fir- the first 10 he played were not very good, uh, but these last four he's played where he has been, you know, the uh, first line left winger, he has played yeah. exceptionally. He has impressed, he has actually impressed the shit out of me, and I'm like, wow, you know, for a team who, for a team that I, I thought was fucking bad, they've been playing good, like, they've been giving teams games, you know, like, game one. They beat the Lightning, okay? Had a feeling that was going to happen. Game two, they lose 5-4 to the Florida Panthers in overtime. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 a good... Florida's a good team. Uh, yeah, Florida's chi- good team. Chicago, they beat 5-2. Cool. Chicago's bad. Beat up on Chicago. Uh, next game, 2-1 against the Stars in overtime. They're in the shootout. Fair enough. You lose a game in the shootout every once in a while. You know, they don't have the best goal scoring on this team. So, one goal, pretty reasonable. Next game, against the Leafs, 7-1. They scored seven goals. Now I haven't even looked at the Penguins. Who who scored who scored all these points for them? I'm I'm gonna go and look real quick. So Drew yeah, O'Connor. Drew O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, Drew O'Connor, two goals. Evan Rodriguez a goal. Brian Boyle, who I didn't I thought retired, scored a goal. Of course. Uh, Jason yep. Zucker scored a goal. Um, and uh, Marcus Peterson, the defenseman, scored a goal. Also had three points. And Tristan Jari stopped twenty nine of or twenty eight of twenty nine, posted a nine sixty six. Great percentage. The Leafs gave this Great. guy. T- I watched. I watched that game on Saturday because I was I was at a bar when it was happening, and we tied the game. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I hear the Penguins horn go off once. I hear it go off again. I hear it go off a third time. I hear it go off a fourth time. And then a fifth time. And then a sixth time. And I go, are we just going to fucking stop anything today? Or are we just going to fucking let them score at will? Like, this is atrocious, man. And the real frustrating thing about the Pens is, like I said, they're missing their top five best players right now. Except for Gunsel. Like, all their goal-scoring weapons are hurt. Their best defenseman is hurt. And they're still managing to win games. This is why I said... I never count Sidney Crosby out. He doesn't even have to play Ryan. And they look great. He's probably in their locker room like, hey guys, you guys did great. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, captain shit. Like, I think it goes to show you what the power of a and a championship uh, pedigree will do. Yeah. We're gonna, look, I I think the Penguins tonight, this will be their their sixth game. I think this is gonna be the really big test for them. They're getting a rematch against the Lightning at 8 o'clock tonight in Tampa. I think this is going to be a really good game because I, 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 you know, it's if, if the Pens come out and they win this game, like they beat Tampa because Tampa hasn't looked good either. I guess this is going to be a, we can segue into Tampa a little bit here, but 
they, you know, like Tampa hasn't looked great, but if they're able to beat Tampa, because Tampa is, you know, they're, they are beating some teams like, but uh, Vasilevsky yeah. has looked pretty bad. The first, first five games they played. It hasn't looked great. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll take this in to Tampa now and Tampa right. last night lost to Buffalo five, mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And they were outplayed for 60 minutes. Yeah. Buffalo has been playing. Has, they are 4-1-1 right now. Yep. And it is not that their, team, their opponents are playing bad. Buffalo is playing. Like, yeah. I, I cannot put into words how good that system is working. Uh, their new coach. I actually don't even know the name of the coach. Uh, it's a new coach, Don Granato. Uh Phenomenal job what he's done with this team. I mean, getting Ralph Kruger out of the way is definitely helped, I think. Uh, but, I mean, like, their young guys are playing up for their potential. Uh, Posto, even just yeah, Skinner's kind of looks like they've kind of come back into their old games. You know, Ryan, Jeff Skinner, problem, but... Jeff Skinner only has three points and one goal. He's minus three. I don't think it's Jeff Skinner. <laughs> what's what's Oposo at? Uh, El Poso has four points in six games. I have the I have the stat leaders in front of me right now. Victor Olofsson has scored four goals in uh, six games. He's he has a uh, uh, six points. He's plus two. The problem is this team. It's I don't I don't I don't think it's going to be goal scoring. I think it's going to be trying to keep the puck out of the net. Honestly, because yeah. uh, right now here's the thing, they have let in eighteen goals as a team. They have only scored eighteen goals as a team. So, they're winning games, uh, like, decently close games, surprisingly, which I just had, where, where did they go? There they are. Yeah, so, they, you know, first game, they play against you guys. Unfortunately, they trounced you guys 5-1. Next game, 2-1. Next game, 5 Wait, what the fuck? Oh, it's because it's cause they lost their games. Okay, so, yeah, so then uh, they lose to the Bruins 4-1, then they lose to the Devils 2-1, and then they fucking kill the Lightning 5-1. Yeah. Brian Van I mean, for a minute. I gotta do math. I, I think the other thing you have to consider here, um, Craig Anderson's at the age of forty, after coming back from a short retirement, he has a nine four four and a one seven six through four games. Dustin Tkarski, the backup for two games, has a nine fifty and a one forty. Like their goaltending has been great, their defense has been solid. Oh sorry, uh, I, I I was reading the wrong line. Sorry, they have let in eleven goals and scored eighteen. That makes more sense. Yes. Uh, so their defense and their goaltending has looked great, very solid work. Uh, not just goaltending and defense, but I think a defensive system is, uh, is, might be at play here. Uh, uh, they've know, been they've Dalene, been doing this Dalene's thing. Good. Yeah, they've been doing this thing called trusting Rasmus Dahlin, uh, mm-hmm. which I was not a firm believer in, but you've been a firm believer in Dahlin yeah. saying that it was all just yeah. bad coaching. And I'm like, no, yeah. it could it could not have been that bad of coaching. Like, There's no way it was that atrocious. But apparently, Ryan was right, and I was wrong. Yeah. That's what Dahlin, currently only a plus one with two points. But, I mean... I mean, Colin Miller... Seen, he's, he's been looking great. His defensive partner has five assists right now for five points. Sure. Yeah. Like... That that's that's another big thing, right? Dalian, like their defense has yet to score a goal. Uh, sorry, one of their defensemen has a goal, and it's Robert Hag. So they've been getting no goal scoring from the defensive side, but they've been getting enough from their offensive players where it's okay. But like Casey Millistad played one game. I'm assuming they sent him back down because he only played the one game. 
Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins has played six games. He is three points. He's minus three though, so I don't know if he's gonna last very long up here either. They're also. I just noticed they're really just, bad at. What's yeah, sorry? Just um, quick mention: Middlestat and Henry lost two injuries, so that's why he's only played one game. Okay. Uh, they're really bad at faceoffs. In the in this faceoff circle as a team, they're only forty eight percent, so they're losing more than fifty percent of their faceoffs. Uh, yeah. Their shooting but, percentage I mean, as a team is also only nine. Interesting. I mean, that's well, like we as a team. That's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, but do you want to know why it's like that as a team? I just looked. Why? One. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven guys have zero. That's the reason why it's so low. Like, yeah, Olufsen shooting 23%, Hag shooting 16%, Gergensen 16 Bjork 16 Eakins 14 Rasmus uh, Al- uh, Asp- Aspelin 12.5, Alpozo 12, uh, 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 Cousins 10, Thompson 9.5, Henestroza 8, Jeff Skinner's 5. <laughs> Yeah. Jeff Skinner is like like, Olofsson 23.5, Gergeson, Hag, and Andrews Bjork all over 16. Mm -hmm. They're getting scoring from some place. Victor Olofsson, I mean, there's a reason uh, he made all rookie team. I believe he was running for Calder. Yeah, he was. Uh, This guy guy is good at hockey. Like, hands down. And I. Yeah. Was he one of. Did he come from. Nashville or did they draft him? I can't remember. Uh, he was drafted in the seventh round of the 2014 draft by Buffalo. Wow, that is yeah. a fucking that is incredible. Yeah, no, seventh round, uh, man. Buffalo hitting on late round picks. I didn't even think that was fucking legal. Yeah, it's amazing what can what happens. Uh, should you do scouting? Scouting, pop pop for Buffalo Sabers. They don't have a scouting system. <laughs> I know. I don't understand how they win how they win games and even hit on draft picks because they straight up don't have a scouting system. They have a video scouting team. They don't have a an actual scouting team. Yeah, they don't have people at the, at the games. games. No. Which Weird. they claim was due to COVID, I think. Bullshit. I think it's because they don't want to pay people. Yeah, some some shallow pockets. Yeah. Alright, moving away so. from the Sabres, uh we were started this talking about the Lightning. Uh the Lightning are currently two, three, and one, five points after six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't been playing well. Neither have been the Habs, who are one and five. The Islanders are three, two, and one. They've started to come back to our TV. Uh, and then the Golden Knights are also one and four. Those are your top four teams from the playoffs last year. The so I think the short offseason really is for some of these teams. I don't know, man, because, like, Petriangelo, who I thought, you know, I still do, I think he's a great defender. He has currently registered zero points and is minus seven through five games. He is not yeah. helping this team out at all right now, which is weird. And, I mean, Robin Leonard is one and four. His save percentage is 904, which is okay, but, like, his, his goals against is fucking, like, 3.27. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that the – I think Vegas – uh, and Tampa are going to figure things out, and they're going to end up winning these divisions. Same thing with the Leafs. I think the Leafs will figure it out, but, like, man, they have looked abysmal through the first, like, three weeks. I I think they will figure it out, and I think we'll get better. I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll win the divisions. I could see a very strong army the Oilers win the Pacific Division. 
just off the back of Connor McDavid. Yeah, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about let's talk about Connor McDavid real quick. All right, yeah, let's get into Connor McDavid. Uh, five games. Menace. Menace. Thir- Thirteen points. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to know what I don't understand about him? How the fuck is Connor McDavid plus three? He has 13 points. At Buffalo. That, that's uh, not Buffalo. It's fucking Detroit. Uh, Edmonton. Good? No, I'm not. I'm never good. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're, we're fans of Atlantic Division teams. We're never okay. That's <laughs> true. Uh, Edmonton uh, collectively is plus 19. Uh, I don't know if that really matters at all, but their uh, goal differential somewhere uh, they've, they've scored 23 goals they've allowed 13 yes so my question yeah. still stands mm-hmm. why the fuck is Connor McDavid on the not that he why is he on the ice but why the fuck is he that bad in his own zone like what the hell is happening why is he only plus I, three I don't like, know that it's so much that he's bad in his own zone it's just that's the way it is I think he plays uh, penalty kill minutes as well, so I can bring it down. Like, uh, last you gotta remember, year, like even at plus three, that's four. He's tied for fourth most. Yeah. Also, last year in his 105 point season, he was only plus 21. I mean, plus 21 is not bad. If you're scoring 105 points in 56 games, you should double that. You should be plus 40. I don't know. You register. I, I think again is playing all in all situations, especially on a team with a mediocre penalty kill. But still, uh, you you I play. Said that, a, not knowing the you play on a team that, like with like you know here here's the here's my really confusing part. Dry settles plus seven. So yeah. I don't I don't understand how, and I mean Hyman who is on that line is minus three. I also take it back. Their their penalty kill is actually uh, very good. Eighty percent league average seventy eight. Like their power power play though. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting away from what Josh said. I just Sorry. I have to say this. It's bad. League average twenty one. The power play for the Edmonton Oilers. Take take a guess, Josh. Six. No, 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 higher. Oh, fifty five. Forty seven. Yeah. They are more than double the league average. Again, that doesn't make any sense because Zach Hyman is fucking minus three with five goals i'm really confused about the oilers stat line right now i'm going to daily face off because i need to see i need to see where they are in the lineup because like that that makes no sense to me that the oilers like that team is like look like looks like that like uh, josh i'm also going to say i think you're putting too much emphasis on plus it's especially for forward like plus minus it's a stat and it does kind of matter but it's why are you why are you why are you minus five? That's the real question. It doesn't. I. I like the thing is, Ryan. Teams that teams like winning teams aren't normally that close to the fucking plus minus thing. Like I'm. A, I'm gonna pull up the Leaf stats from last year. Yeah, uh, I mean their goal differential is still plus ten as a team. But that's what I mean. Why is is Connor McDavid just really bad in his own zone or something? No, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's just that's the way it is, and like. Uh, plus minus like will get better. I mean, Connor McDavid he's been in South conversation. He gets uh between he was twenty seventh in South voting last year, so I don't think it's bad in his own zone as much as he's just he's playing the top line. He's gonna play the other team's top lines. They're gonna get scored. 
So like, yeah, he he does he's on the ice for a lot of points. He's also gonna be on the ice for a lot of goals against. Like Zach, I mean, goals. Zach Hyman, thirty three points last year in forty three games, fifteen goals, plus nineteen. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't I don't understand how they're minus players. Like they shouldn't like that he shouldn't be a minus. Like I just I, I don't know. That that I, I feel like I honestly Ryan, I'm telling you right now, that right there is the reason why they're not gonna win this division. Alright, well here's my counterpoint to them. Okay. Yeah, he has thirteen points. Another guy who has uh three points, but is fantastic in his own zone. So should still have a higher plus minus, correct? Are you talking about Evan Boucher? Or are you talking about Tyson no, Berry? Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Oh. One of the best defensive forwards in the league. He only has three points, three assists. Yeah. But he's still on plus three. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's only... I mean, you get a point every time a goal is scored on the ice, but it sounds like that line just isn't contributing goals right now. Which, honestly, depending on how many points Marchand and, uh, and uh, Pasta have... If they both aren't scoring that many points, then maybe it's just like he's just – they haven't scored on him yet. You know what I mean? Anze Kopitar, another great defensive player. Nine points, only plus two. Yeah, but they 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 have a worse defensive team. I mean, it's Anze Kopitar. still plus ten. Or plus – he still nine, has nine points. I just I, I don't uh, know like that, that it's it's not it's not necessarily Connor McDavid's plus minus that I'm worried about. It's Zach Hyman's plus minus. Like that that is like you can't have a player on your top line playing with Connor McDavid who's a minus. Like it just like it doesn't make any sense to me. How about Braden Point? He's a great forward. He has three points. He's minus five right Yeah, but that team has looked fucking atrocious on the ice. Well Barkov, let's see his numbers. That's probably Barkov admittedly, six points plus seven. Yeah, that's, that's not the much thing. higher than McDavid. Like McDavid, I mean, yeah, he has, but he seven. he has half the points that McDavid does. Yeah, and he's so, and yeah, he's a selfie gun. Yeah. But like, you look at McDavid, I still don't think plus minus is that great of a teller, especially for a guy who has thirteen points and is on a team that is undefeated. It's Zach I think Hyman. The plus minus doesn't matter. I'm telling you, Zach Hyman is going to be the downfall of this team because you can't have a guy who scores five goals as a minus player because there's an issue somewhere. And the thing is, Zach Hyman is really bad in his own zone. His underlying numbers prove that he is not, like, the fucking defensive guy that everyone thinks that he is. Exactly. He's not. But so, he's like, the thing... Player. No. And so the thing is, he's overpaid. He has... I'm, I'm gonna ride this... I'm gonna ride this for the rest of the year. Zach Hyman's not gonna finish the year with 30 goals. Zach Hyman will be lucky to finish the year with 20. Like I think you're crazy. You, I, I said the I'm same post- thing... I said the same thing about James Neal. And how did that work out for me? You understand that uh, Zach Iman still, through five games, and at least I've played seven, still has more goals than the entirety of the league speak. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Austin Matthews only played like three games so far. Okay, there's still four of them. Uh, no. There'll be three of them that have played all the games. But Austin Matthews is is the only one that actually can score goals, apparently. But the thing is, like Zach Ryan, the James Neal went still through a tear. Twenty five games to five games played, and still has Yeah, but uh, Zach Hyman uh, is literally. I'm I'm telling you right now, man, he's gonna be James Neal. He's gonna go on these streets st- st- uh, stretches where he scores a fuck ton, 
and then he's going to go goalless for like 20 games, and we're going to be like, man, where the hell did Zach Hyman go? And I'm telling you, Zach Hyman, to me, is like out of Sadiq's. He's, he's smart enough to just go stick his ass in front of the goalie, put his stick on the ice, and McDavid and McDryside will like I just thought... let go to the net, pull your stick down, it'll come. And Zach Hyman is the perfect player. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Zach Hyman's going to finish the year with 20 goals. I think he'll finish the year with 40. You're crazy. Zach Hyman is not going to be a 40-goal scorer in this league. There's no way in hell. I will, Why I, not? I, Because <laughs> there's no way, Ryan. His career he, is... Car- his career, whoop-de-doo, he's never played with uh, Connor McDavid. He's played with a guy called Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And you know what? You know another thing about uh, Austin Matthews? Austin Matthews, goal scorer. He does all the scoring himself. McDavid, yes, uh, you do. Nah. You do realize that uh, Zach Hyman's career shooting percentage is only twelve point seven, and currently it's sitting at forty one point seven. That's not going to happen yeah. all year. It's last going year, to regress, but I think last it will year was thirteen twenty five. No, it's good. Ryan, his his career high for an entire year was in 2019-2020 where he played 51 games and was uh, 19.8. I will be and shocked if he is over 20. Josh, the other, I the other, the other, the other the fact that his game has now changed. His role has changed on this The team. other thing that I think you're forgetting about Zach Hyman is Zach Hyman has a glass knee and is one more hit away from being... Like, Zach Hyman is an injury Fair problem. Enough. Zach Hyman's not going to play this entire year. If, that if is the Zach other, Hyman gets injured, that's the other... That is the other but, reason why I'm telling you Zach Hyman's not going to score 40 goals, because he needs to play an entire year for that to happen. I, I think if you were to play 82 games, you will score 30. I, I think Zach Hyman is going to finish the year with 20 to 25 goals and have a shooting percentage of, like, 20, maybe. I think he'll be closer to 25 shooting percentage and closer to 30 to 30. 30 to 40 games. I just, I can't see. I can't Only see the percentage think, being that high. I think a pylon of a high stats score for 30 goals in the game. And that's the only reason. Well, the other thing is he has three power play goals. That's, like, that's where his, that's where a lot of his goals are coming from. Yeah. Their power play is not going to stay that hot all year, Ryan. No one's power play stays that hot all year. All it takes is for one the team to fit. thing is, I think it might. I think it might just stay that crazy. The least had. Come down a bit. It can't, like, it'll come down a bit. Ryan, at one point this year, over forty, I will be surprised. I will be because that's not how power plays work in this league. All it takes is for one team to figure out what you're doing on the power play, and all of a sudden your entire fucking system is fucked. I'm a Leafs fan. I have seen the Leafs have a forty percent power play, and then halfway through the year they go on like a stretch. Don't don't I see you fucking looking over there? Let's not forget that the Leafs are the Leafs. Let's also not forget that the Leafs' first power play unit is John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and Morgan Riley. Yeah, and what the hell is Uh, I have it up in front of me. It's Zach Hyman, the Nuge, Drysaddle, McDavid, and Barry. Josh, no offense. That's a better power play unit. Morgan Riley is way better than Tyson Barry. I've seen them both play. Uh... Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid is better than Austin Matthews. I'll give you that. John Tavares is way better than Nuge, and Nylander is better than Hyman. There are three better players on this lineup. I think that the Leafs' power play unit should be better than that power play unit. David and Dreisaitl over Matthews. 
Like, yes, that, but that, I, I that here's the thing. Is I think here's the thing where you're wrong, though. I believe that McDavid is here. Matthews is closer than you think. Not on point-wise, but on goal-scoring ability. On the power yes. play? On the power the play, that's what... Is, who else on is, your power play? And score goals? Yeah. Uh, Nylander, Tavares. You know, Tavares, the guy who's, you know, a career perennial 35 goal scorer. But, like, you have Dreisaitl, who can score... Yes, but I, 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 honest, I honestly do think that Matthews is a better shooter than Drysidle. I think that Matthews is a better player than Drysidle. I just believe that Drysidle is a victim of amazing circumstances where he gets to play with Connor McDavid all the time. I would say in a vacuum, Drysidle is more comparable. Drysidle somewhere between Matthews. I would put him somewhere between. Them. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Even I think McDavid though, would still be there. I think that he would be, but if you put fucking Con- if you put Matthews on McDavid's wing, Matthews will score fucking seventy goals. Like that is nuts. But I don't know. I feel like we're starting to talk in circles here on on Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. let's let's move away from Edmonton. Uh, um. What I got, is next? I vented all my frustrations on the Leafs. We talked about all the standings. We haven't talked about Vancouver and Seattle yet, but you also haven't given us your breakdown on the Habs yet. Uh, let's quickly talk about uh, Vancouver and Seattle. Okay. Uh, so uh, Seattle had their home opener the other night. It looked really cool. The arena looks really good. Uh, the opening. Uh. The home opener, the first goal for the Kraken, scored at home, hearing that horn, was Vince Dunn. I love this guy. Honestly, Vince Dunn is probably my favorite defenseman on the Kraken, and the guy I see with the most offensive upside on that team defensively. I think this guy, from the defensive end, could probably score somewhere between 10 and 20 goals, just because of the circumstances he's put in right now and his past production if he plays a full year. I think that he, I I think he's a better player than a lot of people give him his credit for. I also just fun fact about Vince Dunn. In 2017-2018, Vince Dunn took a faceoff and he won. Vince Dunn is a defenseman. I have no fucking idea why he would have taken a faceoff, but he did. It happens sometimes. Yep. Uh, uh, Van- Vancouver ended up yeah. winning that game and ruining their fucking home opener, but it is what it is. Ethan was surely happy when that happened. Uh, and I wish the Kraken all the best of luck, except for tonight when we're second at home. Uh, Habs are going to win. So the Habs uh, started off the year only being able to produce five goals and or four, was it four goals in six games or four goals in five games, and then in your guys' sixth game decided you guys were going to go ape shit and score six goals and over double your guys' total through your first yes. few games. Yeah. So the first five games we scored four goals, and our sixth game we scored six. Uh, our team finally had a few things go their way. Uh, you know, we met, we saw, and we'll get to this, I guess, first. Uh, in Game 5 against... Uh, oh, God, who was he even against? Detroit? There was a... Yeah. No, not... Uh, game for Detroit. Carolina. Carolina, yeah. We saw the game against Carolina. Uh, there was a goaltender interference call. Oh, uh, you want me to play this clip? Yeah, let's 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 look at the clip. Brandon Gallagher in front of the net, and this was called a good goal. 
That's not uh, yeah. yeah. We see the good, this was called a good goal on the ice. Uh, Carolina uh, challenged it, and it was overturned was it goaltender interference. Was it challenged? Because at the time, the way you had said yeah. it to me is that it was just reviewed. Uh, it was challenged. I really looked at the game that made it was challenged by the Carolina. Carolina's coach, uh, Brenda Moore. Uh, so yeah, call on the ice was goal. Call gets challenged, gets reviewed, and they call it back. Now, the goaltender interference rule says that any contact uh, in the crease that hurts. Uh, I have a rule in front of me right now. Yeah. Attacking player, either by positioning or contact, impairs the goalie's uh, ability to move freely within the crease or defend his goal. Or two, an attacking player initiates intentional or deliberate contact with the goalkeeper in the center inside his goal crease. Uh, incidental contact with the goalkeeper will be permitted. I don't know this is in, is uh, intentional uh, contact. I think Brennan Gallagher is just standing at the top of the crease, is going to make the deflection, and I mean, that's very minimal contact with the goal. I said this on the night that it happened. I don't think it really has a lot to do with the contact. I think it has more to do with the fact that Gallagher's ass was literally, like, in the crease. Like, he ha over half yeah. of his body was in the crease on Anderson. And I think that it wasn't necessarily that there was contact made. I think that if Gallagher's ass wasn't in the crease, I think Anderson would have had a better play on the puck. And it's not that he was screening him. That's fine. But it's just, like... You can screen someone when your ass is in the crease. Like, half, like over half of your body is leaning back in the crease and your skates are out. I mean, Anderson really couldn't make much of a play on the puck. That's the only reason I think that, like, the call was fair to be overturned. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, it's tough, but I, I don't know. Because it's just, like, the ang that angle that I've seen, and I've seen this, like, clip, like, ten times now. But yeah. Gallagher is, like, he's right there in the crease, and I can't tell what Anderson's doing with his glove there. I think he's going down to make the save. Gallagher is playing the puck and deflects it. And what I want to say is, could this be goaltender interference? Yes. Could it be maybe not? Also, yes. Yeah. Like, you agree that this is like a very close call. Almost uh, indecisive. I believe that it's a tough decision to make as an official, but at the end of the day... Do I think they got the call right? I'm I'm not really sure. Uh, according to the NHL, it was the right call. In I my opinion, in my opinion, Ryan, and I'll try to be as impartial as I can about this. this is kind of why I wanted Ethan on it to uh, review this with us. Is I think that there wasn't necessarily contact, but I do believe that the where Gallagher was positioned on the ice, it made Anderson's save opportunity more difficult than it should have been. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what's the... like the, that's it the, make it impossible? But that's the thing. I asked you what the definition of goaltender interference, right? Because you remember when yeah. Sean Avery was using his stick like this? Yeah. Where he was doing this to Brodor? Is that goaltender yeah. interference or is that screening? That's the thing. And in my eyes, I don't think that this is... Uh, at least, not, maybe not within the spirit of the role. I mean, he's outside the crease. His feet are at least... Yep. Yeah, his ass is in the, in the crease, kind of mm -hmm. creating a little bit of space, but I think it's not stopping Anderson from playing the puck. Mm -hmm. The puck doesn't go anywhere near that side of it. Doesn't, like, he's blocked his butt in the center of the crease. Goal goes on the left side. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know how that's really blocking from playing the puck. It's maybe blocking from seeing the puck. But I mean, that's a screen. I think that it's... So, I, like, I honestly do think that the call literally came down to where Gallagher's, like, body was positioned when he made the play for the puck. Yeah. And I think that's the only reason that it got overturned. I think that in a, like, but, any other... If Ga- I'll put it like this. If Gallagher's ass wasn't in the crease, that would have been a goal. 100%. Yeah. But I think that there was, like, I like I said, I don't even think it was, because there was slight contact, like, maybe, like, a fucking, like, tickle of air. But, yeah. like, there like, wasn't enough to do it. No, that's not, that's so, not why, that's, it was and overturned. My, and my bigger, bigger thing is, was it definitive enough, definitive enough to overturn the goal? Because if the goal isn't, if the review is not definitive uh, and is inconclusive, the goal call on the ice stands, which was good goal. But doesn't the coach's challenge go to Toronto? I honestly not. Okay, I think I think that's how the challenge works. I think that referees are at discretion to review any play they so choose. But if there's a coach's challenge, I'm pretty sure it's handed to Toronto. And so if Toronto is the one that made that call, then they must have seen something that we didn't see. And it might, like they, there's obviously a reason they did it. I, I genuinely don't think the NHL was trying to screw over the Habs, but it could come down to that fucking whole corruption thing I was talking about two episodes ago. So, or three episodes ago. So I'm not sure. Ryan's looking it up. I see. They I right do. Now. Yeah, I yeah. am. Uh, they continue to have final authority all, over all coach challenges video review decisions. So even if it is viewed by Toronto, unless they have another angle, makes it more definitive i don't think that this was good enough was clear enough and conclusive enough to overturn it i mean that's true i i, I don't know like it, i think i think it's a i don't know i think it's a tough decision they're going to be talking yeah. about that all year when it comes down to yeah. goaltender interference but moving on from that goaltender interference yeah. call do you do moving you think, on a bigger I, idea uh, uh last it, night we got or not last night game against the red Wings. Saturday. Unless you want to say something specific. I was going to ask, uh, A, does this fix everything that your team has gone through so far? Like, are you satisfied as a Habs fan right now after watching you guys bully Detroit? I think uh, the first four games, there were two games that were pretty close. The Leafs and the Rangers games, I think, were close. Uh, The Rangers games, specifically, we ran it the entire time. The Leafs game, we were the first time as we were. Probably the better team, honestly. Are the, no are, the, are the Leafs really the team you want to be comparing yourself to right now? <laughs> Not particularly, but like the other two games were Buffalo and Darts and Rio. Shit happens. Uh, is, and those seems playing well. My the next Carolina question game, is We had a lot of things going well for us. We just, I think, had a lot of bad chances. Yeah. Like, a, we, like a lot, I think our expected goal score was like 3.6. Oh, yeah. We ended, ended up scoring one. Like, I think everything was ready. And this last game against Detroit is really where everything started clicking. Uh, everything seemed more firm. Like, all the chances. We were getting most of our chances. Like, everything we've seen just come together in that last game. So, I'm excited to see what we can just play. Let's get the crack is, is your coach's job safe? As a Habs fan, what so. do you think? I, personally, I like Dominic. What I happens like if... going to change things practice rather than do it in the middle of the game he's like he's willing to let the players do some more offensive things even if it's uh at risk if you but guys go I'm on another five if you guys go on another five game losing streak throughout the year are you gonna are, do you think that he's gonna be canned like do you think he should be canned i think later in the season five game losing streak depending on what we're thinking how we're feeling like at that point 
I could see him getting fired. Mm -hmm. The problem is Montreal, of course, has the dumb rule of GMs and coaches have to be French. French Canadians! <laughs> I, like, it's so I funny, man. Why it's, a it's, thing. I understand it's so funny. Le Québécois. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, once you get into like the history of the Canadians, uh, um, fun fact about tonight: Jake Evans is not suiting up. He is not. He had an injury about a week ago, a few days or so. Uh, mm -hmm. Still not quite himself. So he's there every day. Um, so we were trying Cedric Paquette. Uh, I believe in his first game. Okay. I don't think he's actually played anything for us. Um, so yeah, our lines are looking pretty similar to what they were against Detroit. Paquette uh, mm -hmm. sliding in. Uh, so Maniki will be staying in the lineup. Hoffman Gallagher on the first line, Foley and Coffey on the third, which personally I think I like. Uh, give Todd Foley needs a little bit more time. He can't break up the second line. Him and Suzuki don't really work all that well together. Uh, Coffey and Suzuki, I want to keep together. Like, obviously I'll have absolutely together. Like, we want to build that chemistry. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think we just need to give Suzuki a little time to adjust. Like, he's gotten some good chances consistently. He's tried uh, some very fancy movements. You know, something you haven't seen from the Habs in a long time. Something like he's been trying, like, very offensive, risky plays, uh, very high-skill efforts. And from, it just hasn't been going quite his way yet. I think he can get there. Just... From a hockey perspective, tonight is going to be a, a sh good showing for the Habs because if you guys come out and you skunk Seattle, I think that everything is proving that it's going to be fine. But yeah. if you guys come out tonight and you guys actually shit the bed and lay another goose egg, like score no goals again or score one, I think that there's serious problems in fucking Habland, man. And that's the other issue. We got our mojo together right as we hit our California trip, which we historically have done fucking terribly. And the pro like the, the uh, main like the main issue right now I see with the Habs is it's you guys can't score goals and the only time you guys scored goals you beat up on Detroit who we expect to be atrociously bad anyway. Yeah, uh, but again, like I said uh, against Carolina and the Rangers, like there were a lot of chances that we just getting. Yeah. So I think it's just bad puck luck for a few games. Uh, mm -hmm. But now, after, admittedly, it's after one game with Detroit. Yeah, things that seem to be working a little bit better. I mean, you seem to be a great uh, sort of blue line. So I'm excited to see what we can do. It's just really shit after you know, California and, trip this early, where we just generally don't do bad anyway. Yeah. So I'm not super excited, but uh, we gotta just pull it together. I think right. last year where we played uh, Vancouver and there wasn't so much money on used to it, so hopefully mm -hmm. that helps. Um. So. We're at 55 minutes right now, and I want to give enough okay. time to talk about everything with Chicago. So, okay. uh, uh, there's just I... one more thing I can want to touch with Montreal really quick. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Montreal is going to Seattle tonight. Jay Weber graveled with the team, uh, saying he wanted to be there with the boys. Uh, Jonathan Drouin did a short interview, I'm guessing. Uh, there was a few comments from someone guessing it was an interview. Okay. Um, he had he mentioned that Shea Weber was scouting with Mark Bergevin, and he did allude to the fact that Shea Weber has retired. Uh, obviously, no official announcement or anything, but uh, oh yeah, I have a feeling Shea Weber is going to become a coach or something. Uh, some I think he'd be great. I think he'd be a great coach. Um, yeah. 
uh, or even just a great scouting. Right? Yeah, scouting, scouting things true, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is a big blow. Obviously, nothing and officials been announced. Well, I don't think anything this season, but um, yeah, that's probably the closest to official news we've got. So just, just want to bring that up. Okay, uh, we'll go to Chicago here. I'm going to start off by talking about how atrociously they've been playing, and then we'll get into all the news that came out today. Okay. So, Chicago has currently played uh, six games, and they haven't won. <laughs> Once. They lost in overtime. Currently, they're sitting at 0-5-1. And, um, and this is a team that, honestly, I didn't think would play this bad. And I don't think a lot of people expected them to play this bad. Game 1, they lose 4-2 to the Avs. That's expected. Game 2, they lose 4-3 to the Devils in overtime. Uh, just quick note on the Devils. Uh, Blackwood got vaccinated. Good for that guy. Yeah, he's begun the vaccination process. Uh, yeah. He's probably his first shot. So. Good for him. Next game, they lose 5-2 to the Penguins. Penguins are on fire. Next game, they lose 4-1 to the Islanders. The Islanders are a good hockey team. The next game, they lose 4-1 to the Canucks. That should have been a closer game. The last game they played, Sunday the 24th, last Sunday, they lose 6-3 to to the Red Wings. And now they play Toronto tomorrow. And I can tell you, they're probably going to come out on fire and beat the Leafs. Because what else is new? Anyways, this team is playing atrociously bad. Uh, uh, they're also dealing with a bunch of COVID issues right now. Currently, there are uh, eight players and coaches in COVID protocol, including... The players are Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Henrik Bjorkstrand, Riley Stillman, and Yahar Kahari. And the coaches are Mark Crawford, Thomas Milty, and Jimmy Weil. Weil? Um, so, you know, a lot of their, their two best players are out, uh, can't play. It's pretty tough to score goals, um, but, man, Chicago has looked just atrociously bad to start the year, and I, it's not what I expected from them. And I will say, Seth Jones has looked worse than he has in the past and this is really yeah. looking like an overpay like yeah if you and look the, at the his crazy thing is josh the extension hasn't kicked in yet. yes and the thing is um his his underlying numbers jay fresh posted this earlier today uh his his um his uh numbers in the offensive zone are down three percent his numbers in the defensive zone are up 3%, but when you go from 10% to 13%, not great. His power play number is actually really good. He went from 80% to 89%. His numbers on the PK have increased 4% from 13 to 17%. On the penalties, he is taking 3% more penalties now, jumping from 40% to 43%, and his shooting percentage is down by 7% from last year. Yeah, this is uh, pretty brutal. That contract looks atrocious. Yeah. And I, I think I said that when they signed it, that that, was, that looked yeah. like a really bad yeah. contract. It was I, a bad trade and a bad contract. I have never had faith in Seth Jones. Ryan has. I know he has from I, the past. <laughs> I did in previous years. A few years ago, Seth Jones was probably the best he's ever played, and I was like, oh, this kid's great. And I said, uh, I don't believe in thought, Seth Jones. <laughs> one thing I thought, though, was he reminded me of uh, P.K. Subban. It's yeah. Like Quickly looking like PK Subban yeah. here. He got the yeah. money and it's just nothing's going for him. But yeah. well, uh, I, I'm gonna let Ryan yeah. take the take the lead on this, and I want to give it. I want to give this enough time uh, to talk about it. But um, I'll, I'll open I'll try it. To 
Chicago can't Chicago came out. I think it was at four o'clock this afternoon and came out with the NHL came out with the results of the investigation for the allegations that were against them from their uh, yeah. Stanley Cup runs in the past and twenty ten uh, allegations against Brad Aldrich. Uh, we learned we learned a lot of nasty things essentially. So Ryan, I'll, I'm going to let you take this one. Um, let's uh, start with the fact that uh, GM Stan Bowman has stepped aside. Um, I think he's resigned uh, due to this. I think it's more of a resign or fi- be fired kind of situation. I think his career uh, Kyle, is done. Yeah, I think he's done. Uh, Kyle Davidson is the interim GM we've uh, found out. Um, and this came after one of the largest uh, pieces from the investigation of this dive out. Uh, Stan Bowman, uh, Isaac McDonough, Dave Lund, Kevin Stiveldayoff, Joel Quinville, and James Gary. Uh, met in May 2020, 2020 to discuss the allegation, assault allegations against the Aldrich and took no action for three weeks. Uh, one witness says the decision was left in McDonough's hands. McDonough, I believe, uh, was uh, the CEO of uh, Blackhawks at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, he was the president. Yeah. Uh, yeah, president of the Chicago Blackouts is a year later. Um, Aldrich continued working with the team, team for those three weeks, uh, uh, during which time he made an unwanted sexual advance on a 23-year-old intern at a Hawks party after the Stanley Cup title. Um, after we found that out, uh, there were a number of horrible, horrible uh, things, uh, comments made by uh, the players teammates towards the player uh you know called was uh called derogatory words uh yeah word uh they asked if he had missed his boyfriend brad uh uh made comments about uh if he liked that blowjob or what uh and just a lot of terrible things were said especially by teammates i want to i want to just i want i want to i want to i want to touch on this really quick because I want to let Ryan take this because I feel like I'm going to say something bad or wrong. But uh, Patrick Kane was part of that and came out well, a month ago and said that he had no idea that that was going on. And I called yeah. bullshit and I said that there was so many things that were said on the ice and I was right. Bullshit. Patrick Kane, come out and fucking say you're sorry. I want Kane. I want Taves. I want everyone that was part of that fucking Stanley Cup run to come out and fucking own up to their damn mistake. Because that is despicable. There is no reason why in even any time past 2010 that that shit should happen. It shouldn't happen at all. But when we were growing up, that was fucking like you're allowed, you, you could get away with it. Now, you should you shouldn't have been able to get away with it na- then, and you fucking just it's a tro- it's horrible now. Like yeah, everybody this is bad. Uh, in that locker room, everybody in that locker room and everybody especially needs to step up. To come out and step up. Duncan Keith come out. Seabrook, yeah. come out. Everyone. Yeah. I, I want to hear yeah, from James everybody. D- yeah. Dustin Bufflin, Anti Niemi, I I could Brian Campbell. Everyone, come out, apologize, talk about it, because it needs to be talked about. Yeah. I want an apology. Like, that's fucking, that's uh, terrible. Yeah. Things need to become, come out, talk about it. Uh, big thing, of the names I list off that were in that meeting, uh, most have stepped aside. Uh, no longer part of the Blackhawks Association. Anybody is still with the Blackhawks at this point, of the players, of the people I mentioned from that meeting. 
the only one still with jobs in hockey that I know of, him and Shevoldayov, and uh, Joel Quinville, who is with the uh, GM of the Winnipeg Jets, coach of the Florida Panthers, respectively. They are uh, both supposed to have a hearing with Gary Bettman later, uh, either this week or at the beginning of yeah. next week, to discuss what they're yeah. going to, how they're going to handle this. Um, so I would not be surprised if they were to be either resign or to step be fired from their uh, current there, posts. There is going to be something that happens, yeah. and I I, I cannot I, see them keeping their jobs now. No, I, and I, I, I should and, and like I said about the other the other players, the same thing goes for them. I I expect I I, I would like them to come out and apologize uh, about yeah. what happened and their roles in it specifically because it 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 should have never happened. It should have never been players. This bad. We need players on the record saying who's shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, mentioning the Gary Bettman uh, hearings uh, that he'll be having, uh, the NHL has uh, fined the Blackhawks $2 million uh, over the mishandling of the situation, uh, half of which will be used to dedicate uh, to fund local organizations around the Chicago community uh, that hit help survivors of sexual and other forms of abuse. So, uh, you know, good for the, well done by the league. I think fine could have been even higher, honestly. Should have uh, been. Yeah. Should have been. Should have been. Uh, well, we, this is obviously an evolving story. Mm-hmm. The report only came out three o'clock, uh, Atlantic. So, uh, there's still, there's still a lot more to come out about this, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be. Or this is something that is going to continue to be talked about, and yeah. should continue to be talked about because it yeah. can never happen again. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. I mean, is I I don't I don't know how much more you have to to say on on this. Is yeah. there is there anything uh, else? Nothing or? nothing more on that. But uh, we should mention the same sort of topic yep. in a Minnesota. completely unrelated case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Guerin. Uh, GM of Minnesota Wild uh, has uh, is being investigated by the U.S. Center for Safe Sport over uh, the alleged cover-up of sexual assaults. Uh, the wife of a former Pittsburgh Penguins coach when Garrett went there. Uh, yeah. So he's being uh, investigated for trying to cover that up. So uh, we will see where that goes as well. Uh, it happened in November 20, 2020, uh, while they were on a road trip, uh, in Providence. Uh, it's currently, uh, there is currently a lawsuit against Penguins, uh, where the, uh, wife and her husband alleged the NHL team violated the whistleblowers and fired coach on, uh, coach Jared, uh, Jared Scald. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fired uh, after reporting the assault. Uh, and he was fired on May 5th, 2020. Uh, him and the Penguins are now in Southern Fox. So that's a completely unrelated from the Chicago Blackhawks incident, but uh, also on the same due to and some I, of the public. I, I, I just want to touch on this. Um, mm-hmm. This stuff should never fucking happen, but I hope that this inspires more people in the nhl to come out and talk about stuff because i know that there's more than just this stuff that's coming out now there, this is going to be something that continues all year i hope not not for not not that i hope but i know that bad stuff like this happens and continues to happen and it shouldn't happen 
and I just, you know, I, I, I hope that all the players and anyone that is a victim of that is able to get the help that they need because it is despicable that this happens. Um, I completely agree with Josh Stuntman there. Um, another piece of news uh, just came out an hour ago while we're recording. Stan Bowman has stepped down as Team USA's Olympic GM. Uh, so he was named GM of the team. Uh, he's now stepped down, so he will not be running it. Uh, Bill Guerin is the assistant GM of Team USA, so he's also under investigation due to the separate incident. So we will see where that goes with the uh, team. That, that is tough, man. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not smiling and laughing about that what happened, but like that's like, like, oh my god, that's yeah, fucked. No, so we will, uh, we will see where that goes in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, that's all there is on that. Uh, Josh, what else do we have to talk about today? Um, well, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from what we just talked about, but on, yeah. on a, on a lighter note, we're going to end the episode off with Josh's trivia corner. All right. So, so Ryan, I'll try to end on a high note. All Ryan. Right. What's up, Josh? You asked me for a hard question. Now this question I, is I either did. going, this question's either going to be really easy or really hard. And I'm going to be mad if it's really easy, but Ryan. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three chances at this answer, and if you get on the first one, I'm going to another question. I do not care. And if you don't get it on three, I'm going to another question. Okay. Who was the first NHL player in history to score 100 points in a single season? Bobby Hall. Nope. No. Oh God. No, Bobby Hall was the first to make earn 100. Make a million dollars. Um, I did it. <laughs> first, to, all right. So that's one. Yeah. First to score a hundred points. Hundred points. If you don't get it, I'm, I score one point in the trivia counter. <laughs> the trivia master. <laughs> and I get to save my next question for next week. I don't get. I thought you said if we got. If I didn't get in three, you'd go on to the, the other one. Oh, fine. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I think we should give more questions. Uh, All right. I, I can. I can find. I can find more than one question a week. Right now, I've got. I, I love this segment. Yeah. Uh, first to score hundred points in a single season. Yep. The. I can. Can give you at least give me a year? Uh, yeah, it was 1968 to 1969. Nice. Nice. Okay. So that's, uh, who's Bobby the end, Ingram then? I'll give you another hint after your next guess. I'll tell you the exact amount of points he scored. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> 60s. Late 60s. Yep. Was that okay. Fine, Probably I'll... The, uh, late 60s. Uh, it wasn't late 50s. I'll give you the team after your next guess. Was it Phil Esposito? <laughs> yes, actually, it was Phil Esposito. Yes. Phil Esposito in 1968 to 1969 scored 126 points in 74 uh, games. So it wasn't even like, oh, we just barely hit 100. No, 100. no yeah, he fucking, he fucking Let's smashed it. That shit. Do you want, that do, shit out of it. Do you want me to go to the next question anyway? Because you said you wanted more than one. Yeah, let's do it. I, I don't I like, know. I like trivia. I don't know if you're going to get this or not. Okay. What was the nickname of the home arena for the Hartford Whalers? 
The nickname? The nickname. What did they call it? What was this? It was... It was the Hartford Civic Center, so they played in a mall. So what was the nickname? It's got, it's got to be something to do with the ball. It has to be. You want me to give you uh, what your what your possible answers are? Sure, give me multiple choice. The outhouse, the plaza, the doghouse, or the mall. What the mall? The mall? Yeah, I'm just gonna go with the mall. I believe I believe the mall is right. Yeah, I think so. It might, it might be the plaza, but I think it's the mall. I try. Yeah, I tried. The... My it's Har- originally the Hartford Civic Center. Yeah, my. Oh yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the mall. <laughs> 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 so yeah, no that that it is interesting. The Hartford Whalers. Uh, I'll give you a bonus point. Name the song. That's bananas. There we go. <laughs> some you'd be surprised, man. Some people fucking don't know the Brass Bonanza thing. Bro, that's the best song in sports. You kidding me? I I know it is. I'm I don't disagree. I'm gonna play it. I was about. I was. <laughs> is it is it the Brass Bonanza? Like, is it the Brass? That's the Brass Bonanza. I'm on. I'm on Spotify right now. Is it Bonanza or Bonanza? Bonanza. B A N. Bazinga, but like Bonanza. I cannot find yeah. the brass. If you've never heard of the brass Bonanza, go listen. It's the greatest yeah. goal song in history. I'm gonna play it on the way out if I can fucking find it. I play it over my speakers, but. No, it's fine. I, I got, I got it right here. All right. Brass Bonanza. Yeah, I spelled it wrong. That was the issue. Oh, just spelling things wrong. Yep, what else is new? Alright, well, uh, we're going to wrap here. As we go, I'm going to play us out with the Brass Bonanza. I'm going to put it on a little bit lower of a sound quality here. So, thank you guys for all watching. We are now on YouTube. We are off the boards. No longer off the boards. Josh and Ryan, we have Ethan's. We are off the boards on YouTube. Off the boards on Spotify. Yes, if you guys like the video, consider uh, giving us a like. If you really liked it, subscribe. Tell all of your friends about us, please. We would love more viewers. Uh, on Twitter, we are OTBS Hockey Pod, and I've been Josh, and that's been Ryan. Together, we have been off the boards, everybody. Have a good day.